Ladies and gentlemen, up until now you've seen the creature perform the simple mechanics of motor activity, but for what you are about to see next, we must enter quietly into the realm of genius. Ladies and gentlemen, mesdames et messieurs, damen und herren, from what was once an inarticulate mass of lifeless tissues, may I now present a cultured, sophisticated man about town. Hit it! The Sketchomatic Show. I'm losing my mind currently. Ah! Back again. Loud noises! Yes. Here we are. Yeah. Together, you and I. Wow. For this next episode of the Sketchomatic Show podcast. Sketchomatic. Episode 11. Well into the double digits now. Word. And I'm excited to have this special guest this week. This man is a good friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine, who I've known for many years. Uh, we've produced many mixes together in our days working for Power 106 back in 2007 and uh, eventually teaming up as a production DJ duo to produce Jump Off Mixes, which essentially is a mega mix um, for those that aren't DJs. I'll explain it briefly. It's like a mega mix where there's always at least two or three records almost playing at all times, all mixed together seamlessly, pre-produced in like Pro Tools, Ableton, what have you. So it can sound like there's like, you know, four or five turntables playing all at the same time. Now, this episode is geared more for the DJ, meaning DJs that DJ on turntables that mix, that cut, that scratch, that DJ events, clubs, parties, weddings, etc. Uh, all those guys that listen to my podcast that are on turntables, I thank you for listening. And I would like to properly take a moment here to thank, thank you. the folks that have DM'd me recently, have texted me, messaged me, emailed me about the podcast and how they are enjoying it. And I do really, really appreciate that. Uh, special shout out to my boy Daniel Matthews, a.k.a. DB who uh, really has my back, always shows a lot of support, and has been with the podcast since day one. And I appreciate you, brothers. You know, homies since high school, homies for life, and that's how it goes down. Thank you! I'm not going to name every single person. Obviously, I want to get into the podcast, but I do appreciate each and every one of you for taking the time to even listen to the podcast, let alone to give me feedback and message me about it. It does really uh, touch me in my heart, and it means a lot, and it keeps me... It gives me the uh, energy and the motivation to keep going because I'll tell you, it's not easy putting together these podcasts every week, but when I'm committed to something, I stay true to it. I try to make it better each and every time as I evolve, you evolve with me. Thank you. This is episode 11. This special guest is a very dear friend of mine, like I said, and we produced so many mixes together back in the day and 
I'm going to play a couple of clips of these mixes that we've produced uh, because they're so good. It's been so long that I've actually heard them myself. So I would like to present them to you now. Just a couple of little snippets of some of our jump off mixes from back in the day. Uh, we, we put together our first jump off mix in 2008 and it started off like this. Yes, and how about this? D- DJ Sketch Automatic. Two of us. DJ Fuse. Two of us. Jump off me. Volume 3. Two of us. And what about your boy Sketch Automatic on the auto tune? Told you, boy, it's a jump up, boy. DJ Sketch Omatic and DJ Fuse. No, you can't refuse. All the mother DJs don't matter. We ain't trying to take sh- It's a jump off mix and we work at 106. Put all body bitch and we in the mix. But the Fuentes isn't that sick. Yeesh. I swear to you, I've gotten better at auto tune. It's been a while. Well, let's check this one out. This one's good, too. 2009. And I'll tell you, the million man hours of editing and producing and scratching and retakes, I'll tell you, we really put our heart and souls into each and every one of those mixes and every single edit that took place. It took a lot. We would, we would start months in advance, or at least a month in advance, just to make a 30-minute mix. I mean, that's real dedication. I miss those days. I don't want to waste any more time. There's so much to cover in this episode. We review his history. We check out what got him into DJing. We learn about what it took for him to get to where he's at and some of the letdowns along the way, but they ultimately led to this podcast right now. I'm so excited to have this special guest this week. To my DJs, this one's for you. Episode 11. Let's dive in. Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. Sketch your special guest from Real 923. The Cruise Show. DJ Fuse. That's right. You heard the TikTok lady. This man, this gentleman, my guest today on the Sketchomatic Show podcast is history. A lot of history with this guy. We've produced many a jump off mixes together mm-hmm. in our youth. 
And he is now the official DJ on the afternoon drive show, the cruise show on yeah. Real 92.3 FM. Please welcome DJ Fuse. Yeah. What up, Sketch? How are you? I'm great, brother. Yeah, it's I'm good great. to see you, man. I've never interviewed you before. No, no, no. I mean, we've, we've ha- had many conversations. Many. We've had, you've seen me wasted many a night. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> I've been wasted with you too. This so, is true. Know? This is true. But yeah. you know, this is when we were in our youth. Uh, I'm sober Sally now. Well, you know, I still smoke. Mm-hmm. But the point is, we've never sat down and we've never done a full on, like just, just a, a sit down yeah. convo. Like, how many jump off mixes did we produce back in the day? I think we did at least 10. 10, right? Yeah, yeah, One each year that we were working together. Mm-hmm. And I want to just touch on some interesting points in your life. Okay. Okay. From your arrival to when we were working across the street together uh-huh. and all the way to you making the move to Real 92.3. Okay. So I want to talk about your rise just to getting into radio in general. Okay. Before we get to Real and Cruise and all that stuff, mm-hmm. I want to know... How in the hell did you get into DJing in the first place? I don't think I've ever asked you this. It seems like when I met you, you were just born a DJ. You were just, you came out of the womb with headphones and a computer laptop. Well, laptops weren't around, but you had vinyl. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And suddenly, like you are, for, the, for those of you who don't know, before you get into this question, Fuse, about your rise into DJing and what got you there. Fuse, let me give you a quick background. Fuse is a quiet gentleman. Mm-hmm. You don't really hear him talk much other than when he's on the air with with crews and, mm-hmm. and little breaks here and there. Yeah, yeah. But he is a quiet giant in the hip hop DJing realm. I mean, in, in all of DJing, like not just hip hop, but he is yeah. a quiet giant. He You don't hear him talk much with his vocals, but his hands will slap the shit out of you. <laughs> oh, true. And true. not, I mean, not literally, but figuratively on the turntables. I'm, I'm very quiet, but you know, when it yeah. comes to the turntables and the mixing, yeah. I, I'm, I'm very aggressive. You're like a it. ninja with a sword, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's very, it just cuts through the way you cut and you, you mix live on air. Your, your DJing scratching skills is. surprised when they hear me like dj because they're like well you're, you're so like quiet you yeah know, to yourself yeah but then we hear you mixing and it's very aggressive you know yeah you're like I, I feel like you're an mvp player when it comes like those baseball players like when you call out the certain players mm-hmm. that either a pitcher that's gonna pitch like a, a no hitter right or you're gonna bring in the guy who's gonna hit a home run no matter what yeah and you're you're like both those guys they don't you don't hear them <laughs> talk much but you know when they come out you're like uh-oh it's yeah. about to go down. Yeah, yeah. So DJ Fuse, it's such a pleasure to have you on My the, brother, on the podcast. My brother, thank you for having man. me. No, and thank you for it, taking the time to wake up nah, early and come down here. It's, we it's got a, our coffee. We're good to go. We got a cafecito. Yeah. <laughs> I got my Starbucks <laughs> and you have the one what? My my Whole Foods. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, and, and it's a Saturday morning. For those of you who don't know, I, I mean, I'm, we woke up early and I wanted to ask you, Fuse, before we even get into the whole history thing, I want to just go over... Um, what do you do on the weekend? Why did you want to meet up this time? I, I was under the impression you had a DJ on the air. Yeah, well, we are on the air later on, mm-hmm. uh, 2 to 7 p.m. But um, what did I have? I had a gig last night. I actually got home kind of late. Yeah, I, UCLA saw, I saw you. Yeah. Um, but no, I had to meet up with a friend. I was going to let him borrow a speaker for a wedding he's doing. 
So I'm like, you know what? Let me just hit up Sketch and see if we can meet up early, you know? Look, you're such a good guy, man. You're loaning a speaker to a friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. to, I mean, how, first of all, how Mexican and how yeah. fucking, yeah. how it's oh, yeah. like you're such a loyal friend and the whole DJing, lending, loaning a speaker to the homie mm-hmm. to go DJ a wedding. Exactly. Is he Latino too? He is. Yeah, I see. I knew. He is. <laughs> It's such a Mexican thing. I love that about you, yeah. man. Uh, and you, by the way, my mom really w- had such an affinity for you. She, she really, she, she would ask yeah. about you a lot, even after the, you know, the days working across the street were over and, and, you yeah. know, we kind of went our separate ways, you know, we, you know, life happened, but yeah, my yeah. mom would, uh, every now and again, she'd go, how is art? Oh, wow. Yeah. And she, cause Bro, she just, she I'll, just I'll never you, forget. Like there was like two nights that I spent the, the night at your house cause we we're working on mixes. Yeah. And I, I'll never forget your mom was like the nicest person yeah. ever, like the nicest host, you know? Yeah, no, she loved you, man. Yeah. She was, and she didn't like everybody, but she was always nice she to everybody, but she nice, was very bro. like, yeah, she just, she's, she was like, man, Art's a good guy. And she always referred to you by your real name. I hope that's okay we say No, Art. of course, okay, okay. bro. Yeah. Uh, if not, I'm going to have to bleep it. <laughs> nah, it's all good. Let's keep okay. it real. So, yeah, let's keep it real. Let's go deep into, let's take a quick dive yeah. into Fuse history. Now, one, you got into DJing how old? I was 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into it like not by like a lot of a lot of dudes like had an uncle that inspired them or like helped them like come up. I didn't really have that. Mm-hmm. What I had was um, I was really into Linkin Park, Limp Bizkit, Incubus, those type of bands. Right. And they all had a DJ on stage. Oh, yeah. So like the scratching like really stood out to me when I was watching the music video. So when I turned 15, I asked my mom like, can I get a turntable? Cause I just want to scratch, you know, right. I'm not trying to DJ. Right. So she bought me a turntable. We went to a store down the street. She got me the cheapest turntable they had. What kind was it? Do you remember? It was a new Mark. Oh yeah. A belt drive. It wasn't even like a, like it techniques. wasn't the direct drive. No, right? no. Nah, nah, yeah. It was a belt drive. Like, so yeah, I had one of those too. I started with, I got mine from a recycler. My mom got like, really? my mom, there was no eBay. There was no internet. Yeah, and yeah. My, just to touch on that. My mom, when I was 12 years old, I remember I was like, I want a DJ. And she was like, okay, let's go get the recycler and look for turntables. And I'm like, yeah. what's the recycler? And she flipped right to the page of where people had stereo equipment or, you know, like musical. Used, yeah. And she, we drove out to somewhere in, in North Hollywood and some guy, and it was a shitty turntable. It was like a hundred bucks mm-hmm. and it was it, but it did the job. Yeah, and yeah. you got a new Mark from what store? Where was it? It was called Mars Music in Santa Ana. Okay. It was Shout like a, like a wannabe guitar center, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I, I go in there and you know, she's obviously not going to pay you 500 bucks for <laughs> yeah. techniques. She, so she bought me the cheapest one. Mm-hmm. And then the guy's like, oh, uh, are you going to get a mixer? And I'm like, well, do I need one? Yeah. And he's like, uh, he gives me that look like, uh, if you want to yeah, scratch, like, <laughs> if you want to scratch. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and then she bought me the forty dollar mixer. It was a Stanton, I believe, cheapest of the cheap. You know, really, and you had there was a forty dollar mixer. Yeah, forty. I remember mixer, realistic. Bro. I bought a realistic mixer from uh-huh. Radio Shack. Do you oh, remember wow. those? Yeah, I never had one, but I remember them. I don't even know if it had a fader, like a fader. <laughs> it just had pots. Yeah, like this mixing board here, but only no crossfader. Yeah, it only had like two or like maybe two or four, but I don't think it had a cross. I'm not sure. It might have, but it was a janky one. It wasn't like yeah. what is now. And, but yes, please continue. So you got a $40. So overall you spent how much on the equipment? She, she spent like 140, 140. on everything. Damn, <laughs> under 200 bucks. Go yeah, ahead and see, that's yeah, a yeah. Mexican mom. Just yeah, knowing how to make it work. Exactly. And yeah. then, and then I took it to my bedroom and I like come home from high school and then just instead of working on homework, I would just practice, you know, at 15, and you were at 15. It. I was just practicing and then, um, nobody knew about it. I didn't tell my friends like, you know, I'm like, right. I'm just, it's just a side hobby. Like, what are you my, like ninth grade? 
10th grade. 10th yeah, grade. 10th okay. Grade, yeah. And so you had never DJed before. Obviously, you had never touched a turn. You'd seen DJs. I've seen like them on the like TV. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. But you didn't have any. I'd never been to a concert. I had never seen it in person. But like what that, about know? like a family member? Yeah, or, I did have know. two cousins that would do like the family, like quinceañeras, but yes. they played on CD players. Ah. You know, so they, they never really got down with scratching or anything like that. So when I would see them, it was always interesting, but it wasn't like. Like, whoa, like, what are they doing? Right. They're not really scratching or anything. Yeah, so you were never really like, caught my attention this like that. Is bullshit. You know? You're calling bullshit. No, on no, no, no. <laughs> it was cool. I was still like, kind of like, like peeping to right. see what they were doing. But, but were they, were they mixing? Like put it, it was blending. like the, it was like the CD player, so they would just kind of spin this little jog wheel, but yeah. it, it wasn't the same. You yeah, know? it's not. It's like yeah. playing a playlist, sort of, but it's you're doing it live. Exactly. So I get it. I've seen that before. So so you get the turntables. You're practicing every day after school. You don't tell anybody. I don't tell anybody. I keep it to myself. Like I think one or two of my friends know that, like the ones I would come over the most. Right. And one of my cousins, but. It was just something I did for fun, like after school, like a little hobby. You know, kids went and played football, basketball. I went in my room and try to scratch, you know? And would you just mix in your headphones or would you mix? No, I had a stereo connected to my yeah. stereo and then like, and you only had one turntable. I only had one turntable, but eventually like mm. I kind of outgrew that and I'm like, all right, like I want to play something on the left channel. Right. So I connected my PlayStation like to the, like to the other like channel. Wow. So I was like playing, like hitting play on the, on the PS2 or whatever. Right. And then I, I would like scratch on the other side with my So you'd use the PS2 as just like a turntable to play a track. Yeah. And then you'd use the right, and you're right-handed when you scratch yeah, more yeah, so, right? Yeah, Are you yeah. ambidextrous? Are you able no, to use I'm both like, hands? No, I'm pretty much like right. I can do it. I'm a righty like, too. Yeah. What's crazy is I'm left-handed writing. Like with my, when I write with a pen or pencil or uh -huh. sign something, I'm left-handed. And, but everything else falls under the right hand. If I play sports, if I throw, you know, basketball, yeah. baseball, swing a base, it's all right-handed. But when it comes to, I'm left-handed wow. and it's only because I broke my right arm when wow. I was a kid, when I was learning how to yeah, write yeah, and all yeah. that. And I had to, I had, had to, to start like, writing with my left. And yeah. I remember my grandmother told me, because I was at one point ambidextrous. I was able to write with both hands. My uh -huh. ABCs. Not yeah, like yeah. I was like writing essays. <laughs> but, you know, she, I remember my grandmother <laughs> vividly telling me, Mijo, you have to choose a hand. You can't write with both hands. Yeah, yeah. People are going to think you're weird or something Bro. like that. So I went with the left. She was like, why don't you use the left? Nobody really uses the left. And I and since then it was that. Wow. But, but you, you're right-handed. Yeah, right? yeah. You, when you write, you're right-handed, right? Yeah. And then, uh, okay, so now PS2. You got the turntable. You, you outgrow. How long are you doing this for? I want to say a few months. Okay. A few months of yeah. just like using one turntable and then like incorporating the PS2 after that. And then later on, I'm like, you know what? Like, I need to save up my own money and buy another turntable. So I went and bought another belt drive turntable. How? How? Were you working? At the time, like, I would work on the weekends with my dad. He does construction. Mm. So on the weekends, he'd pay me, like, 40 bucks, like, to go on Saturdays with him or whatever. So I would just, like, save up. Oh, man. You know? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's what I ended up doing. I just bought, like, a... So I eventually got a pair of turntables and started working on that. And then I outgrew them. Like, I really got into it. I discovered, like like the mix show DJs on the radio, like on, on, on 100.3 and on power, you know? And I'm like, I just like really got into it. I'm like, damn, these dudes are like putting in work on, like on, yeah. on the turntables, like live on air, you know? Who was like the DJ on power that, that you heard that was the one, like you were like, was it E-Man? Who no, was it? I mean, E-Man was dope. E-Man was definitely yeah, one of, of the, like the ones I looked up to, but yeah. Koki was the one that like, Ah, yes. Koki. Yeah. He was the one that like, to this day, like DJ Koki. Yeah, he's another I, I kind of forget about him, you know, because he's not really in the game anymore. Right. I don't even know where he's at right now, but 
Yeah. To this day, like if I have, if I get asked like, who's your like inspiration or like yeah. your favorite DJ, I, I got to say Koki, man. Like, yeah, DJ man. like when I started, I, I wanted to sound like him. You yeah. Know well, I mean? he is dope, man. He's, yeah, he's, he's one of the dope. other quiet giants. That oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You never would suspect that he will rip you in half oh, when it man. comes to DJing. Such a beast with it. Yeah, like yeah. his cuts, like his creativity, like, yeah. I hear you, man. Now yeah. that that brings me to the next question is getting inspired by Koki. DJ and then Koki! Getting your you're saving up, we're working with pops on the weekends, you're getting paid 40, 50 bucks under the table. Mm-hmm. How long does it take you to save up to buy your first Technique 1200? I can't remember exactly how long it took me, but it was probably like like a month or so. Oh, that's yeah, not bad yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah. Probably like a month. Did mom and dad help out at like chip in the extra? No, no, no. no Cause what? I still ended up buying like the cheapest one, you oh, know? Cause I, wa- I wanted to just, ma- no, I bought a new, but nice. I wanted it to match like what my mom bought me a ah. hundred bucks, you know? So it wasn't like too crazy expensive. Oh, I see. So you didn't go for the Technique 1200. You not went yet. with the next belt drive. Not yet. So then I want to say like a year later, mm. I outgrew those belt drive ones and I bought some direct drive ones, but it wasn't, they weren't techniques yet. Right. They were Damn. still like, what were they? They were like Gemini's, I would yeah, say, or Stanton. I, I remember those. Yeah, they were like some black. Actually, no. Yeah, they were like some black ones, I think. They look cool. The thing is, I remember those early Newmarks and the early Gemini turntables that yeah. were trying to mimic the techniques. Yeah. They had the model down. It looked good. It just didn't, it didn't, it feel didn't the same. function no, right. It didn't it's feel not the same. the same feel. So I, I had those for like a year. I outgrew them. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I went to like through like two or three pairs of turntables before, like I actually got techniques and they were so expensive. They were like 500 bucks each, four or 500 bucks. And I couldn't afford them, you know, cause I was still just kind of working on the weekends with my dad. So I had to ask my older sister, like, can you buy me these turntables? Like I'll pay you back. So she put them on her credit card. Oh, nice. We went to uh, Sam Ash and she got me my, my first pair of techniques and, this was 2003. How excited were you? Oh, I was to get so those? excited, bro, And you got both of them at the same time. I got both of them at the same time. At the same at the damn time. time. Yeah, bro, it, it was crazy. <laughs> but like, the funny thing is that I still wasn't working like like full time right. like that. You know, I was still a kid. You know, mm-hmm. so and you're what uh, like 17 now? Yeah, I was like 17. Right. Yeah, exactly. She ended up like um, not making the payments on on the card oh. on the credit card because I wasn't really working. I wasn't giving her the money to make the payments. So like I think it messed up her credit. Oh my god! Yeah. So to the to this day, like I owe my sister like big time. Wow, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, she yeah, took yeah. a hit on her credit for your yeah, DJing yeah. future, man. Mm-hmm. I'll never well, forget did that. You, you did you ever pay her off for it? Eventually, you had uh, to, right? Or no? No, <laughs> no, I never did. I never did. But I mean, that's my sister. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> that, that's my sister, though. though. You know, I, I, I hold her down in other ways. Of course, you know? of course. Yeah. No, I mean, my sisters have loaned me plenty of money, and yeah. I have I still haven't paid a lot of it back. I, I try to pay it back in other ways. Is like getting them tickets to Disneyland. Exactly. For, for, you know like what I mean? Stuff like that, yeah. Stuff like that. That's just another Mexican thing, though, right yeah, there. You know what yeah, I mean? Family. I love it. And does she hold it over you? Does she go, oh, you remember that? Oh, no, 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 huh? no, no. Like, she's not the type. Yeah, to like, no, I hear you. Like, she would never do that, you know? But, like, I'll never forget that, you know? I'll never, ever forget that, like, my sister got me my... I still have them to this day. It's the ones that I use in my room every day, you know? Those are the ones in the videos? Yeah. Those are the ones your sister got you? Yep. Wow, the same those are, they're like what, they're not all? the newest techniques then. No, they're not the the whatever the MK twenties now. No, whatever no, they're no, up no. to, they're <laughs> like the M. What are they? The twelve ten M three Ds. Oh yeah, man, yeah. that's so dope, man. Yeah, I like your setup at home, man. Let's let's um. Oh man, there's so much I want to cover with you, man, and I don't want to hold you for too long. I know you have things oh, to do good, and brother. speakers to lend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, okay. With, and shout out to, what's your sister's name? Can we shout her out? Rocio. Ro- Rocio? Yeah. Rocio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
What's I don't want to say your full name, but let's say Rocio Fuse. That's, yeah. that's her name, right? Rocio Fuse, man. Shout out to Rocio Fuse. Yeah. I don't know if she's ever gotten love before uh, uh, for basically being the the provider, not yeah. provider, but uh, the the investor. She invested yeah. in oh, your yeah. DJ career oh, yeah. and took a hit on her credit. Yeah. God bless her. Yeah, yeah. And you know what I just remembered? Please. Like, randomly. Random share. She's actually an assistant principal at a middle school. Mm. So coming up later this month, like I'm going to DJ one of her like fall festivals for the students oh my so god so that's kind of how like i'm there it is. back you know what it's i mean full like circle. I'm, I'm not charging her i'm doing it out of love yeah like, and you're using the turntable she bought yeah you, you know i'm like here's <laughs> towards that like right. whatever money i still owe you you know i gather they'll have turntables set up for you though because you're you're a superstar DJ. no no, no? no they probably won't no, you have, have to, to take your own equipment I'll bring my controller or something you know nice <laughs> it's all good yeah yeah it's all <laughs> good you be mexican fine. bro yeah it's all good you be fine <laughs> it's all good um Okay, so now you're so you're you're DJing at a middle school. Yeah, it's a middle school. That's cool. And you're doing what lunch hour for the kids? Uh, I think it's like an evening like thing oh. on a Friday. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like a little event. Yeah. That's yeah, great. Yeah. I remember Big Boy used to come to Culver Middle and Culver High School and, and during the lunch hour yeah, to DJ like on a Friday. Yeah. And I remember it was so I remember one year, uh, I took the day off from school. I was going to Culver and I took the day off to DJ that of uh, an event that big boy was going to show up at. Uh -huh. And by this point, I think he was already on power. Obviously. Yeah. He was on power, but he, he was going to do an appearance. And the Dean told me it was cool to take the day off to DJ, not the whole day, but just that morning until the afternoon to bring the equipment set up for big. But I'll never forget when big got there. He, he saw me and he sees me said, and he's like, Hey, what's up, Chris? You know, obviously I wasn't sketch yet, or maybe I was, I don't know, but he called me Chris and he's all Chris did you take the day off to bring the equipment here? And I'm all, yeah. And he's all, no, no, no. He, got, <laughs> he, got, he didn't get mad, but he was like disappointed. He's like, don't ever take your education off to provide for this kind of thing, Chris. Yeah. Like, don't ever do that. Uh -huh. That's just, that's, that's irresponsible. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Okay. Like, I thought I was doing good. And he was like, you are, but I'm disappointed that you, you're not worried. You know, you're not taking your, you're not taking your education as seriously as you're taking this little stupid yeah. 20 minute DJ break, you know? And For I was sure. like, ah, you're right. You know, I didn't really listen though. But, but, <laughs> I, I, I mean, doing. but I mean, you were doing like something that you really yeah. loved and no, eventually yeah. like, you know, yeah, now we're here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But you it know? was just, it just to, in essence, it was to show how much of a big brother he's always been. Like yeah, he's yeah. always you know, he has to give that tough love. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just that. I mean, there's been many a times that, that he's, that he showed that tough love, but it's all love. It's For just sure. love. And I know he doesn't show that to everybody. And, yeah. and I probably as a kid, I was like, oh, you know, he does, he doesn't appreciate what I'm doing. <laughs> but now, now I look back and I'm like, damn, he was right. You know, I probably yeah. should have just like, just brought the equipment at some other time or, but you know, it's just, I just love that. I had that in my life. Was your sister ever kind of like controlling on you like that? She's your older sister, correct? She's my older sister. Yeah. Are you the baby of the fam? No, I'm in the middle. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm in the middle. You're in the middle like a crossfader. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So did, 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 was your family supportive getting into DJing, like wanting yeah, to buy the I mean, they were yeah. like, they didn't really like, they weren't against it, but they were like, kind of like whatever about it. You know, they were like, ah, oh, he's doing it. Cool. Right. You know, like they didn't really say much about it. You know, my question is, did they want you to get into like, were they pushing for your education to go towards something else Did they want you to be like, for example, like Kristen Lamone from alt 987. I interviewed her on the podcast yeah. and she was originally going to get into medicine. She oh, would have wow. been Dr. Lamone. Wow. Right. And her family, obviously she's a Latina female. 
her her family was like, oh, you know, you should always have something to fall back on. But they were supportive at the same time. Was your family pushing you to do something more in the in the regular world of yeah, work? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was going to I was going to Cal State Fullerton. You oh, know? really? Like, yeah, I was going to Cal State. Um, you know, I had grants. I had like you know good grades in high school. So I was like, not, not like a full scholarship or anything like that. But um, then I just started getting more like into DJing. You know what I mean? I was what was that. your major? Uh, I never decided, but I think I was going to go through like, like with a business administration or something like that. Interesting. I can see you in that. If you were if in an alternate universe, yeah, I could see Fuse not DJing, but being in a, like in some sort of business administrative yeah. office. Cause you, you have that look, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You look like you could work. You could look like you could be an account executive here at iHeart. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like if you just throw on a suit and tie, hey, yeah. you have that, that appeal to you. And plus, you know, you're. You're quiet and everybody loves you. You know, you're a sweet guy. Everybody's, I have never met anybody that was like, oh man, fuck DJ. Never. Really? Like it's never happened. People will say, man, fuck sketch. And granted, I've, I'm, I can be a total douchebag. But for some, I just feel like there isn't a mean bone in your body, Fuse. DJ Fuse. Do you, do you feel that way? Do you get upset? Uh, you know what? Like, I'm not perfect. You know what I mean? Like, I think what it is at work or whenever, like, I went to school, like, I just always kind of kept it like, like professional, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, if people get to know me, like they'll get to see like, oh, okay, like, yeah. like Fuse can talk some shit, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, see, I've never heard you talk shit yeah, either and like, I've known you for you, you, so long. You probably just forgot, bro. I probably like, did. You probably forgot, bro. Or I was like, talking more shit. It comes in shit. like little, like, like, like sprinkles here and yeah. there, you know what I mean? Yeah. But no, I mean shit, like, you know. Do, do you, um, like, do you curse? Hell Yeah. That's not cursing. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> like, do, do you get road rage uh, when you're driving? I actually had some road rage like two months ago. Two months ago? I yeah. thought you were going to say like when you were on like your way. Like two hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Two months ago, Fuse, you're a fucking saint, Yeah. Dude. Nah, I mean, I've had my fair share really? of, uh, of now, road Really? Give us an example of you getting frustrated. What makes you frustrated? And not to the point where you're screaming and yelling, uh, but but just more of like, what are th- some things that, that aggravate you that n- normally most people wouldn't even know? Well, wh- while driving, I'm, I'm sure you're not even asking just about driving, but when I'm driving, I hate people that like go into my lane in front of me and don't put their, their turn signal. Uh, what about when they don't give you the courtesy wave when you let them in? Do they, do they, you get no, that? that's fine. You like, don't care about that? that? No, I don't care about you that. You want the signal. It's like, bro, like, yeah. it just like really pisses me off. It's like. Put your signal like that's what it's know made what you're for. doing. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Like I feel like I don't know. Like I feel like people that that don't put their signal on, like they're just like like fuck you. Like I don't give a fuck about the world yeah. or anybody. Like I'm just doing whatever the fuck I want to do. It's you know? it's my world. You're living. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? exactly. I know. That's yeah. why I don't have a car anymore. Fuse. You know, I sold my car. I couldn't afford the extra thousand dollars a month finance. It mm-hmm. was it was literally an extra grand. It's like seven hundred for the car payment. Another, you know, for gas, for gas. Uh, luckily, I live across the street from the station and I work from home now. But gas went up, you know, insurance, yeah. uh, car washes, you know, maintenance. It's it's a lot of money it's for a, a car. I don't really go anywhere. I don't yeah. go anywhere. I drive to Ross. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? To Ross. I drive to Ross to buy some joggers on sale and drive home. <laughs> and I feel like I've accomplished something. You know, um, and Ro- I'm talking about Ross in Burbank. It's less than two miles from my house. It's it's ridiculous. You could run over there, bro. All of Burbank is like a big movie set. Yeah. You know, and, and you could literally get across the entire city in, in less than an hour on foot. Yeah. And it's like, 
You, you don't know, need a car, yeah. I don't, and I just got rid of it. I have a bike now, and go. I just ride my bike, and I'm trying to, you know, do a little green yeah, for yeah. the world, trying hey, to keep you're it not, green. You're not missing much, you know what I'm I mean? Not, like, and, and the gas prices, people driving, they piss, this is, brings me back to the whole piss, getting pissed off. People driving in LA, I just feel like where- There's how, just too many cars on the road, it's many, like, yeah. it's easy to get frustrated. And know? it's like there's, and when LA was originally built back in like the 20s and 30s and yeah. 40s, it wasn't estimated that 3 million people would yeah. be shoveling through one overpass in one hour. Yeah. You know, it's wild. Mm-hmm. So this is why I just, I just chose for now, no car. I don't, I live across the street from, from work. You live in what? You live like a couple, a few miles from me. You live in Glendale, Monrovia, Monrovia. That's yeah, not, yeah. that's where Tony lives. Yeah. yeah. But, um, how do you, so let's get back to this. I, the driving things. I almost feel like I want to play that offspring song. Yeah. yeah. When I'm my car, <laughs> when I go driving, I stay in my lane. We're getting cut off. It makes me insane. Anyways. Getting back to the DJing and the the rise to uh, eventually working your way up onto power, yeah. where I met, where we met each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you were DJing. You were working. You, did you ever work a regular job? Before, like while you you were in school, you said right. Be, you mean before like radio and stuff? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. What yeah, were you yeah. doing? So back back to like where mm-hmm. I was work helping my dad with construction. Mm-hmm. Um, when I I think I was like seventeen, almost eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, they offered me a job like working for the, they do construction. Right. For so your pops. They offered me a job, like, like doing estimates and getting quotes for like the, a full-time gig. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I was making a cool little salary. I was like, right. you know, like at back in the day, I was making like 600 bucks a, a, a week, Damn. not a month, a week. And yeah. I was like, okay, like I'm That's still a kid. Like that was like good money for yeah. me. You know? I was still living with my parents. Yeah. Like, they passed down like an old card, like for me to use. So like, I wasn't really like paying many bills, you know? So I was like, all right, like all this money, like I'm going to spend it on, on records yeah. buying records every weekend or like like clothes the or, good old days bro. yeah the good old days you know yeah man so that's what i was doing that was my first like yeah. job you know and then and then you're but the djing progresses you're getting more and more you're getting doubles of every record you're yeah. buying records every weekend every yeah. week you're getting some new sneakers yeah. and whatever but when is it that you the light goes off where you're like i gotta get on the radio so in 2006, in, in, in May of 2006, I was listening to the radio. We're at work, right? I used to work with my sisters and my cousins. It was like a family business. This is the construction spot. Yeah, I was in the office and we had the, we always had the radio on and it was always like, like on power. And, um, I remember like big boy announcing like, oh, so we're, we're like launching a new contest for, for anybody that's ever wanted a DJ on, on the radio. And, uh, I was like, oh, you know, like that's me, you know? Yeah. So then, um, he, he called it, uh, what was it called? Like, he's like, it's like American Idol, but we're going to call it, call it Power Mixer Idol. Oh, I remember that, yeah. dude. Oh, yeah, my. Yeah, oh, yeah. yes. I know this story now. Yeah. Oh, it's all coming back to me, but yeah. please reiterate, continue. So, yeah, he pretty much said, like, if you've ever wanted a DJ on the radio, here's your chance. Send in a 10 minute mix and they give like the address or whatever and, um, send it in before this date. And, um, yeah, we're going to do like a, a battle, like finalist and the whole nine, you know? Yeah. So I was like, all right, I got to do it. But I like literally waited till the last day to make my mix and like send it through FedEx overnight. But <laughs> That's yeah, so they got typical it. They, Mexican style. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Last minute. last minute, bro. Oh my God. But eventually like they started playing like a lot of the mixes on air. Like big boy would like, 
like be like, yo, E-Man, play some of the mixes that like like that DJ submitted. Right. And they would go in on these mixes. Oh, yeah. Like, they would clown on <laughs> the mixes. And I'm like, oh, great. Here we go. Like one of these days, they're going to like put DJ Fuse from Santa Ana and they're going to just clown on me. But no, nah, they, they did that for like a good month and did a half. Did they play yours eventually? on the air so eventually they did but like for a good month and a half they were just clowning on like the bad djs right, right. The ones they like didn't like it's, which guess. is like american idol it's like the 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 first yeah, stage it, where you're like oh my god it's hilarious it's fun yeah. some of them really bring you to tears you know yeah, it's, it's, yeah. they move you but in 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 the radio realm it's all about clowning the worst of the worst right yeah and then they get to yours and what happens so so this one day big boy's like you know what enough of the clowning enough of the like making fun of the djs like mm-hmm. we narrowed it down to like six finalists mm-hmm. and he's like all right the first finalist uh dj fuse from santa Ana, and i'm at work you were the first runner-up yeah yeah. Whoa. And i'm at work my cousins are like what they're like art is that you i'm like yeah that's me i'm like what like it was like a crazy how, moment you know how surreal was that it was crazy and bro. it was big saying it it was big boy saying it big boy and, and e-man that you know it's wild yeah so that was that and then um they announced the other finalists and then um the next day i get a call from e-man and he's like hey congratulations for you so next step is you got to come to the radio station and and mix for five minutes during my morning slot oh i'm like oh God. wow so then, like, I went in, and, like, and then him and, and Feli and uh, Mr. Chalk were the judges. Ah, uh, Mr. Chalk. Yeah, so I did my f- five-minute set, and they judged me on a scale from one to ten. So I got, got a, I think I got a 27 out of 30, you know? Wait, you said they judge you on a scale of one to ten? Yeah, so each one. Each one. On the scale of one to ten, so they added up the, the three different scores. I see. So they each gave me a nine. Oh, I see. I see nine. each one of them. Yeah, All yeah, the judges combined. combined. I see. Okay, exactly. okay, I got it. So then like the other DJs went and I would I would listen every day. I'm like, oh, let's see what they get. Let's see, let's see what they right. get. And they all got like 21, 22. I'm like, oh, damn. I ended up getting like the highest score. Mm-hmm. So then I get another call from me, man. And he's like, all right, now you're going to be part of the finals. And we're going to do the live broadcast, like the DJ battle mm-hmm. live from Six Flags Magic Mountain. I remember this. With listeners there like in front of you. I'm Ooh. like, oh, wow. And so, you've DJed in front of people before, obviously. You've done parties. Yeah, like. like right? But like, mostly in like your bedroom. Fam- family quinceaneras right. and stuff like that. Like nothing crazy. But, but you know? when you went and really went ham on the practicing and the and the trickery of, of DJing and cutting and stuff, most of it was in the bedroom, right? Pretty much. So yeah. You, I was doing like a few bars at the time. Nothing crazy. But let me ask you, let's just really quickly go back and, and explore the you coming and doing the E-Man live slot. How long did you have to do that for? Five like minutes. Five minutes, which yeah. is an eternity in radio world. Yeah, although yeah, yeah. You're live it felt like air. forever. And you had never nervous. been on the radio before. Never, never. This is crazy. So you like catapulted almost Eminem style yeah. to the forefront of yeah. of DJing. And you're how old at this point? How old was I? 2006. Yeah. Like... 2021. Oh wow! Yeah, so you had 20, just 20, yeah. you're officially well. You're about to be 21, grown adult buying booze yeah, yeah, legally. Yeah. Um, but you never. It, it's just it's fascinating. I love these stories of people who've never been on the radio. Yeah, they had really no interest other than maybe working in radio, but to get on the radio and you getting into E Man slot during the Mickey Ficky mix yeah. back then. Yeah, and. It's like prime. Were you nervous going in? I was in? so nervous. Was your hands sweaty? Describe that what you were feeling. I can't remember. I just remember Jeff. Jeff G was working with <laughs> was working with Big Boy at the time, and um, I remember he he came into the. They had like a little green room, and they, he's like, "Hey, you good? Everything good, Fuse?" And I'm like, "Hey, dude, I really need to use the restroom." 
he's like oh you good and i guess he sensed that i was like really stressed out i'm like i just really gotta go uh-huh so he's like, all right, we'll go do your thing, you know? And, and I think they even made fun of me like on air. They're like, you good? Like you had to like really, I'm like, bro, I'm so nervous. Like I just got to use the restroom. Like my stomach's oh, turning. Like bubble guts. Yeah. Bubble guts. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. But I mean, other than that, like once I, I went and handled my business, like, you know, once I like plugged in and started scratching, everything was just kind of falling into place. And I did my set, you know? It's even crazy. Like where that nervous, that anxiousness really just takes over the bubble yeah. guts, all that stuff. And then once that first record plays yeah and the music and it's pumping through your headphones and you that first scratch cut is made it does it did the nervousness subside and you're like i'm in it i know what i'm doing right it did it it did especially because i was so young and like kind of like ignorant in a sense well you're you're young you're naive you're young i'm not like i i've never been to the radio station i don't know this whole world you know i don't know like the business side of it Mm -hmm. i'm just coming in from the outside i'm like all right I'm going to do exactly what I do in my bedroom. I'm right. just going to go in. You know right. what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know if there's rules, like all that's like new to me. So I'm just coming in to do my set. And yeah, as soon as I started scratching, I just went in and did boom. you have any mistakes? Uh, I probably did. I can't remember exactly like, mm, right. You know, like I might, I might've been like offbeat a little bit, right. but you know, and now there, were you DJing on a laptop back then? No, you, or I think, you were actual I think vinyl. man was on already on Serato. Right. I want to say he was on Serato already. Right. But Serato had just come out. It had just started. It was kind of like a new it thing. Was, yeah. it, maybe it had been out for a year, maybe two years. Yeah. But I was on, I was, still on using, I was still on vinyl. So wow. I brought my bag with me, like with a few records, you know, that's OG though. Fuse yeah. like that. It's, um, it's really cool to know that. Cause it's not saying that, you can't DJ nowadays if you weren't on, because vinyl, it's just, you know, you you have to go to Amoeba to get vinyl. Exactly. Or you have to order it online. I'm not saying DJs who never DJ before can't get into DJing unless you DJ on vinyl, but it is refreshing to know that somebody who is still as young as you and who got into DJing in 2006 or not 2006, 2000, 2000, but got on the air by 2000. So, so you would literally spent six years practice. And in that six years, you taught yourself, mm-hmm. you went leaps and bounds yep. and all the while Koki being an inspiration. Any other DJs? Who yeah. Are, Mr. Chalk, obviously right. one of my favorite, but besides people DJs. on, on, on the radio and you like Q-Bird, AM, any of those um, guys? No, just because, um, I mean, not that I don't respect them now. Like of they're course. obviously like big, you know, people that I Pioneers. look up to. Yeah, 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 of course. But at the time, like I like like I said, I started like listening to like bands. You know, I was more into like the whole like you were more to rock, yeah, rock yeah. hip hop. But then like when I started like discovering the radio, those were the first guys that I really looked up to. The guys on the radio, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. So it was like the E Mans, the Chocks, yeah, Reflexes. You know, yeah, like Koki, yeah. uh, uh, Ron. A lot oh, of the yeah. guys DJ on power Ron is another one, man. Yeah, Those guys yeah, yeah. are gnarly, dude. Even ever ever is another one. Yeah. I don't think ever was on the, on, he was doing like uh, radio and Riverside, I think at the time. Yes. But yeah, all those guys are just, they're so talented, man. Yeah, you Vice, know? obviously. Of Echo, course. Yeah. Yeah, man. Okay. So you get the, you do the get, you do the slot, mm-hmm. you leave that day, go home. And how are you feeling after? Like they call you back. No, I'm sorry. They call you back. Let's fast forward now. They call you back for the finalists at Six Flags. That's where we're at. Yeah. yeah. So now we're at Six Flags. Yeah. So it's instead of the six, it, it was three now for the final. It was three finalists. Yeah. And I remember, I remember one of them. Yeah. Who right. I just, I just ran into it. Priscilla's shout out to DJ Scratchy. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't seen this guy in at least five or six years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just saw him the other day and I was telling him about the podcast. 
And um, I, it, it didn't even dawn on me until right now, until you said the whole Six Flags. Yeah. I remember earlier when you said, oh, yeah. And then there was a finalist. I was like, oh, and you went against Scratchy, right? Yeah. Who was the other DJ? Uh, Mike Danger. Mike Danger. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was the three of us and they were both on Serato. I'm, I'm <gasps> still on my records. Wow. So I was like. In I'm a way, like, they had the advantage. They did because yeah. I'm like, damn, they're playing some dope edits, some like party breaks and stuff. I'm like, man, I don't have a lot of this stuff. I just kind of have what I have, you know? Wow. So bag. please walk us through that day. How does, where, what is it that you play? Like they're playing party breaks. And they, back then, a lot of the party break records were, they were really uh, hard to come by. You know, yeah. it was, you had to kind of know that DJ yeah. or know a DJ who had that copy of that bootleg and it was a lot of EDM hip hop. You know what I mean? There was a lot of yeah. up tempo, a lot of fat man scoop. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. a lot of that stuff. And yeah. So go ahead. So they had all of that and I just kind of had more like, like just the songs, you know, mm -hmm. like the regular versions, doubles of songs. Right. So I had to really like get creative and like scratch and bring the records back and like do doubles of, of the records. Mm -hmm. And I scored the highest. So I'm thinking like, oh man, like I'm going to win this. You knew it by this point. Inside. I, I thought, I thought, but you didn't get cocky. You're not a cocky no, no, no. guy. I was just like in my head. I'm like, Oh, I think I'm I about think to I win. It. Like I got the high score. Like I'm about to win. And then like they get on the mic and they're like, like you know what? Let's do another round. Wow. And I'm like, Oh, in my head. I'm like, really? Like I thought I had one already, but <laughs> they're like, we need to fill so, up more time. Yeah. So then I had to do another round and then, um, somehow like they narrowed it down to me and scratchy for the final round. Mm. So then it's me against him. And he does his set. He kills it. Right. He murders it. He, you know, he's super dope. Yeah. And then, um, and then I go on, and then like my my record starts skipping. Oh no! So there was like a moment in the song. It was Rodney O and Joe Cooley. Uh, but you don't hear me though. Oh yeah. But you don't hear me though. Oh, look who's hanging out with the Falcons. Uh, just because you're on top of a mountain. So then like the record skips, uh, and then you just hear in the background like. Like whoa! Like people kind of like like they're gasping. Like what? What yeah. happened? Yeah. And then the 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 record like comes back, and then it goes like, but you don't hear me though. It's like it was almost like meant to be. It was like whoa. a weird. But you don't hear me though. But um, it skipped, but fell back on beat. It fell back on beat, and it was like silent. And then you hear Rodney O say like, but you don't hear me though. So it was like oh, it was just like some like though. weird like there was like wordplay. a break like yeah it was just, a break that like the crowd's like oh he messed up. Yeah. And then it comes back that almost seems like you did it on purpose. Exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't hear me though. Wow. The DJing gods really had your back exactly. that day. Exactly. It was, it was a crazy moment, but mm -hmm. yeah, there was a little bit of drama going back and forth. Like who should have won? Right. There was a little, uh, what is it called? Uh, the little controversy on who's the actual winner. Exactly. Right. But so ultimately they, they chose me and um, yeah. There it is. I got the, the, history, the, the rest is history from Guitar Center. It was like a $2,000 gift card from yeah. Guitar Center. And what did you run out and buy from Guitar uh, Center? They sold laptops at the time. So I bought my first MacBook from, wow. from Guitar Center. Damn. Yeah. And so now, after you win that, you officially get hired, right? As, no, as a mixer? No, or no, no. no. So, so what happens? So the prize was two grand from Guitar Center. And uh, what was the other part? It was a one hour guest set on uh saturday night with siphon deluxe oh yeah man yeah, yeah, yeah. saturday nights the with saturday night street party or something yeah, like that yep. yeah so i ended up doing an hour like a few months later after i had won the contest mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Then you killed I, I that. I was still on vinyl. I was still on vinyl. Like, yeah. You were still on vinyl, still but you had vinyl. just gotten a laptop. I wasn't comfortable enough with, right. with Serato yet, you know? And it was weird because back then there was only a select amount of websites you can, like record pools, you, yeah. you could download MP3s, mm -hmm. like break the crates and stuff like that was the first that I knew of. Yeah. There was one called My 12 Inch, I think. Oh, yeah. Henry was running that one at the time. Oh, yeah. And the, uh, uh, was it? Bezo, remember Bezo? Oh yeah, yeah. Bezo was Henry's. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the little bee wasp thing, <laughs> he had like a lot of dope shit on there. Yeah. He would make a lot of that himself. Yeah. Um, and then there was also uh, Club Killers, I think, or My Twelve Inch, and all my, that. My Twelve Inch. My yeah. Twelve Inch always sounded so pervy. Yeah. Like My Twelve Inch. Like what the? My <laughs> Twelve Inch. What? You can't say that anymore. Nah, not anymore. Bro. <laughs> get canceled now. Yeah. Okay. So, um, how long of a of a break or since you did the Saturday night thing with Siphon Deluxe yeah. and then you, you get hired because I, it seems like when did we first do our first jump off mix? You and I 2008. So, okay. So from 2006 to 2008, what goes on in that time? Okay. Frame? So after I do my one hour set with Siphon Deluxe, you know, like my buddy had a birthday party in Santa Ana that same night. Mm -hmm. So I go back there and I'm with my friends and like, I show up and like the whole party kind of like pauses and they go on the mic and shout me out like, yeah. oh, Fuse, he's celebrity. Just yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. It was, it was funny. <laughs> that was cool. But, yeah. but then like after that, I kind of slept on it for a little bit, you know, I was like, I got, I kind of got complacent. Like, oh, okay. Like I was on like one time, like I really wanted to get on the radio. I, I did it. That was cool. But then like after a few months, I'm like, what am I doing, man? Like I met E-Man, I met Chalk, I met Feli, like they all like me. They chose me to win. Like, what am I doing? Like, I got to go out there and like, like work full time, like not full time, but like, I got to be on the radio every week. Like, what am I doing? You know? Right. So I started sending in demos to E-Man. Even though you won already. Even though I won, but now I wanted to <laughs> oh, be wanted like a, one a power of the, I, I wanted to be a power mixer right. now, you know? Right. So I started sending in demos and like E-Man would get back to me. He's like, Fuse, like, like we're not hiring right now. Like, like you're dope. Like we like you, but there's just no room on the roster right now. Right. And there was a lot of DJs back then. It was then, a lot dude, of DJs. Lot. It was like at least like 15. Yeah. I'd yeah. say. So then like, you know, I kind of got like bummed out, but a few weeks later I made another one. And this time I don't, I don't even think he replied to me, but then I started sending them to Feli, you know, and Feli would kind of get back to me a little more because mm -hmm. I think he was a mixture coordinator at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So then like, he'd be like, bro, like you're super dope, but we're just not looking right now. You right. Know? But right. We'll, we'll keep your, your, you know, we'll keep your mix on fire or whatever. Of course. And then I just kind of like kept turning them in. Sometimes they wouldn't get back to me. And you, you stayed persistent I stayed though. Persistent, I think like, the, the meaning of what you're saying here is the persistence eventually paid off. And you're not, you're not annoying. It's not like you showed up at the station like, Hey man, but you would send in the, the mixes yeah. by mail, right? Or would you email them? I would email them. Email them. Yeah. I think I would email them. And then, and then you, but you wouldn't write like some long email with it. You just, you would just no, send, the, the I would thing. just send a demo and be like, Hey, what up? Like, here's like a demo I made a for a new demo. Yeah. And a part of the story that I like kind of for, forgot about is, um, so around this time too, like DJ ever mm -hmm. hit me up. We we're friends on MySpace or whatever. Oh yeah. You know? Cause I would always hit him up. I'm like, dude, you're super dope. He had just kind of started like on the radio on over here on power yeah, doing yeah. LA radio. Mm -hmm. So we'd be friends on like MySpace and stuff. And like, he's like, Hey dude, you're dope, man. Like I have a buddy in Riverside. Like he does radio out there. That's like looking for like, like a full-time DJ. On, like KGGI. No, it was like, it was like 96 points something. I can't remember, okay. but it was like a, like, like, yeah, kind of like a 991. Right. right, right. I think it was called wild 96 one. Oh, I remember that. And station. ever used to work at that one. Yeah. 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 So they were hiring and like his, his boss, his former boss, like 
like heard my demo. He's like, bro, I want to hire you. Right. And they knew who you were from, from yeah, uh, yeah, obviously yeah. The, from the contest and, and, from, and all that. And from ever recommending me yeah. and everything. So like they wanted to hire me. Did ever go, this DJ's he's one gig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then, um, it's crazy. Cause I was about to get on and then like the station flip format. Oh, like, my- I got to know where it turned into a reggaeton station. And you weren't into DJing and, reggaeton at all. No, I mean, I was, but yeah, just like here and there, like, like whatever, like, mm-hmm. was and it wasn't like nearly where it is now. Right. No, not at all. Right. It was, it, it was, was still it was growing, new, but right? yeah, it wasn't as big as it is right. now. And, um, yeah, they flip formats. So I'm like, all right, never mind. Like, That's you know, so, it's what not going to happen. What a rug pulled out from underneath your feet. Right. Exactly. And then another opportunity came up, uh, with, uh, Verman, uh, and E-Man's brother, yes. Mikey, Mike, he was, he was uh, running a station in Phoenix. I think it's Power 98. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, same thing. They were looking for a guy to do like an afternoon mix show every day. Oh, man, you would have moved out to what, Phoenix? They were trying to get me to move, bro. Whoa. But at the time, I turned it down. I oh. was like stupid. I was like, I had a girlfriend at the time. Right. But you wanted to stay in LA too, man. Yeah, I wanted to stay and out here. it's hard to move out of LA, bro. Yeah, they, they, they were like, dude, if you come out here, your apartment will be like 500 bucks a month. Like, yeah, it's cheap out there. Yeah, for sure. yeah, Even yeah. till this very day. It's just like, dude, I lived in Miami for six months. I moved when I was 24, I think, uh-huh. 24 years old. I moved to Miami and it, it was, I was physically homesick. I miss the mountains. It's yeah. all flat out there. Yeah, and it's, yeah. I mean, I, look, Miami's beautiful. It's great. The women are gorgeous. The weather's wonderful aside from the massive hurricanes, yeah, yeah. but those are far and in between. But nonetheless, it's still a part of the country. But dude, when you move to the other side of the country, it feels like you're on another planet. Yeah. yeah and, and I just couldn't wait to, and when I had that opportunity, so I don't blame you yeah. for not leaving. But, yeah. but so, so please continue. So you turned out, I, I was young, you know, I had a girlfriend. Right. I was in, I was in love, you know, I thought I was in love of or course. whatever. And I didn't want to leave my love. family. You know, I, mm. I feel like I was still too young to like make that, that leap. You How know old are you at this point? 23 or whatever? Um, 21. I think I was yeah. 21. Oh yeah. You were still also 21. Mm-hmm. So then, um, you know what? Like I, I turned them down, you know, I'm like, you know what? I really appreciate it, but I'm going to stay home, you know? And then after that, I'm like, you know what? They want me in Riverside they want me in Phoenix. Like, you know what? Let me get out of my comfort zone and really chase this dream in LA, mm-hmm. which was Power 106, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I just kept turning in demos. I just like went harder into pain. How like, many demos do you think you turned in, Fuse? Like seven or eight. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and what, you do one once a week, once like a month? Like every like two weeks, yeah. like every month. When like the music would update, right? When there would be a new tr- couple of tracks would come yeah, out. Yeah, you know, and like sometimes like I'd get like, like upset when they didn't get back to me. So then I, I'd get a little depressed and be like, ah, maybe like I should just kind of like give up. give up, you know? Yeah, man. Now let me ask you, were you sending in demos based on like now that you had the Serato from the, the gift card from the winning the contest and you bought the Serato and, or the laptop and you bought Serato to go with it and you're transferring songs and you're doing yeah. the whole spiel. Uh, were you sending in demos that you were making off the Serato or are you still sticking to vinyl? Yeah. At this point I was already on Serato oh, when I was merged. making demos. You yeah. made the move, yeah, yeah, yeah. you merged. And then how long do you, is it till you finally get, get over to, to where you want to be to power? Like you finally get. So on. yeah, I'll never forget the exact like moment where I, exactly where I was when I got the email from, from Feli. I was on the 55 freeway about to get on the 91 freeway. Oh, that's right. Cause you lived in Hesperia. Right at the time, um, yeah. Oh my! God. But I was still like driving down to Orange County a lot because a lot of my friends were down there, yeah. and like a lot of work was down there too. Mm-hmm. So I was on the fifty-five going into like the the Riverside ninety-one, mm-hmm. and I checked my sidekick, and like I get an email, <laughs> or was it a BlackBerry? I can't remember. Yeah. But I got an email from Feli, and it said, "Hey, Fuse, like 
like you ready like we, we got an opportunity for you like during the 12 days of mixmas this was oh yeah 2007 yeah. december of 2007 yeah and i'm like man i'll never forget that that moment you know yeah I was like, man all that like hard work and persistence like like finally paid off, you know, and the I knew it was days of Mixmas was a big open slot. I remember yeah. even me getting on that. that that's slot. when you got on. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you got on. That was wild. And I, I just remember they had to fill up a lot of time because a lot of people are off and yeah. it gave them the, it was the perfect opportunity for mixers to yeah. really hone their skills. Like people like myself who wasn't DJing all, all the time. It's like a comedian going on. It's like performing every single night in a different you know, even on the same stage, but you perform every single night for two weeks straight. Yep. That's what 12 Days of Mixmas is kind of like reminds yeah. me of. It's like you really get to go in and and just crush it. Yeah. And so do, and you go in and what time do they put you on? I want to say they put me on like at two in the morning, mm -hmm. midnight or two in the morning. So like, yeah, the, like, you know, the, the overnight. Yeah, yeah, the overnight, you know, mm -hmm. obviously like I'm the new guy, like just kind of coming in. And you were on it. I think Vic was at the time auditioning as well. Yeah. It was a bunch of us, like three or four of us that kind of started at the same right. time. Yeah, that, that was that. And I, I did like two shifts. Mm -hmm. I asked Feli, like, so can I come to the mixer meeting next week? He's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm still not hired. I'm still just like auditioning, like a part of the meeting. You're now. still new. Yeah, I'm I get still you. new. And yeah, I did that for like a good, like 12, 13 months of just, Pretty much every weekend, like you drive down. Yeah, I wow. was. I was you living drive in Asperia, from Asperia, like seventy to miles. Burbank. Wow, seventy seventy five miles every Friday, Saturday, in and traffic. No, at this time, not in the beginning. No, because I was on so late. There was no traffic. You know, there was uh -huh. no traffic at midnight. But I mean, coming to the meetings. Yeah, coming to the meetings on Wednesdays. Yeah, man, bro, that's that's dedication, man. Yeah, that is real. But dedication. I was just living a dream. You know, I was of like, course. man, I, I I wanted to be on the radio, like. Like I was going to mixer meetings and like meeting artists and like just in the yeah. same room with so many dope DJs. I was like, damn, I'm just, I'm just living a dream, you know? Well, so. now let me fast forward. And I, I know we, we have to let you go because we're closing, <laughs> we're closing in on our hour here, but I don't want to hold you too long. Cause you, I know you got to get to, to the homie to get the speakers loaned out, but <laughs> I still want to, there's still want to go. I still want to go over the, the jump off mixes with you. Yeah. So eventually you go, you keep going to the persistent mixer meetings. You're persistent in getting there to, from Asperia to and fro. Mm -hmm. in traffic come hell or high water you stayed on it yeah and then i remember seeing you in the mixer meetings eventually yeah. and i remember they they were like okay so felly's like we're gonna have a jump off thing um yeah who wants to do it and i remember going to vic asking because i knew him and i was he was sitting next to me he was sitting i think to the right of me and you were on the left yeah or like and i'm like kind of in the middle of yeah. the table and i was all vic do you want to do you want to do and he looked at me he was like no he looked at me and said, no, in classic Vic form, not mean. He just, he goes, sketch. It's a lot of work. <laughs> he goes, I just, he was like, we have to be up at three in the morning, dude. And I'm like, cause you know, we were yeah, producing, yeah, yeah. We were working for big and we had to be, and this is when we'd have to be on live at three o'clock in the morning yeah. to be on the East coast at six. Yeah. It was wild. And I remember Feli was like, well, you know, and we had to, you had to team up with somebody. It wasn't just do it yourself type of thing. Right. I, from what I remember, I remember that that they asked like we need like four DJs right. or something like that. Right. And I remember like I raised my hand like right away. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, right. I'm 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 raising my hand. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm taking on this opportunity. And I raised my hand, but nobody wanted to work with me. And then you turned. No. To me. Yeah. I think they they chose like four guys, but yeah. they didn't choose you. Yeah. But then like I had never really like talked to you like that. Like we, I mean, we had met, but yeah. we weren't like. 
Right. We, had we never really had conversations, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I remember like, I, I think I went up to you and I was like, Hey, sketch, do you want to team up? Yeah. Cause I'm like, cause you didn't get picked, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then you're like, all right. Yeah. But I think you were kind of like iffy, like, like who's this guy? You know, like no. he's being too nice or something, you know? No, But no. you still said like, of like course. yes, you know? I just remember you were like, hey, do you want to, I remember your face. You were like, hey, do you, do you want to team up? I was like, sure. I just was like, I was unsure if you were sure about me. I remember feeling like, I, I wonder if he knows I can't really, I'm not that great of a DJ like Koki and all these guys. Like I can't cut like that. You know what I mean? I'm a more of a, a producer and a mixer. Yeah. I can blend. We complimented each yeah. other. You and know what I mean? What like eventually you were happened. like dope at producing. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't know how to do any of that. Like you introduced me to pro tools, like yeah. all that stuff. Like, like to this day, like I still use pro tools and it's because like you introduced me. Thank to you. you know? Well, Hey man, yeah. you, you showed me a lot too, but let's dive into that part of it real yeah. quick before we wrap it up is the fact and I want to, I'm going to try to, I'm going to pull some clips from some of the, I still have a, a lot of them, but I, some of them I have to dig for, yeah. but I want to play a couple of little snippets. If okay. I can find, if I can find them, do you still have them? I still have them. I think you might have to send them to me. I, I got you. I, I like the, yeah, just yeah. MP3s is fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, so we team up. And I remember Ableton wasn't even invented yet. Yeah. This is how far back we're going. Mm -hmm. And I remember vividly your expertise on how to make it work. And you knew as well as I did that we had to start on it months, a month in advance. Yeah. Right. Because it had to be what? 30 minutes or something, something like that. Like that. Yeah, it had like to that. be broken. It would be a 30 minute. One piece had to be 30 minutes. And then the other one had to be like five minutes. Because of, like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. So all in all is about 35 minutes long. Mm -hmm. But the way you envisioned it, and I'll never forget, you were like, sketch, we have to, we're going to record it on Pro Tools, on your Pro Tools. You didn't even really know what it was, but you knew that was the platform, the medium we had to record yeah. onto in order to mix it. You're like, you're like, sketch, you're obviously going to do the editing. But we have to start. And I remember the first record you use was Rihanna. Please don't stop the music. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> and you played that and you go, we're going to, I'm going to play it from the, this is when we didn't even have, we didn't have the ability to just go into a prod room and record in our own room. You had to go into the mixer room, the mi yeah. uh, live on air mixing room when nobody was mixing. Like on the Sunday morning. Yeah. And connect it to Big's prod room. I would connect it through the board and then you would play records and you'd play Rihanna. You started with Rihanna, please, and Daft Punk or something. And you were like, every record has to match that Rihanna record, meaning beat wise, BPM wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we didn't know which keys records were in at that time. Yeah. We just kind of had to guess. There was no mixed in key yet. Yeah, yeah. And back then, Pro Tools didn't have offline mixing, meaning when you bounced out. A, a a file like if we did a 20 minute mix you had to like record real time, real time and, yeah. and if it froze or glitched you had to start over again yeah, yeah, these are the, the the hoops the flaming cheeto hoops we had to jump through yeah. in order just and i remember the first five minutes of it we must have gone through 10 songs oh my God. i mean because you were like look none of the songs can play longer than a verse or a hook it has to keep going yes yes keep Ooh. going like you're just smashing them over the head with hits after hit and I re even remember after our first one, it was wild. I know I still have the first one, but the ones after I have to look for. Anyways, I remember we showed it to Liz, Liz Hernandez, mm -hmm. right? Luscious Liz at the time. And because we were so progressive in how we produced it, it was like we were jumping leaps and bounds. Mm -hmm. Not saying the other power mixers weren't, weren't good, but they weren't applying the production that yeah, we did. For sure. Because let's face it, they didn't have that ability 
the way that I did and the way that you cut, it's it was like we were kind of cheating in a way. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? In a sense, because you're so good. It's like Kobe and Shaq. You know, like you were so good uh-huh. at the cutting and you're still a baby, but nobody could fuck with your cuts, right? And you were like, oh, and then I'm going to cut here. And I remember you're like, okay, we're going to mix. And then Liz comes in after it already aired and everybody was socks were blown off. And, was, and Liz is all, I don't like how you mix the song so fast. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and and like I told her, and I'm I'm getting angry. I was all, Liz, that's the point of the jump off mix. And you, Mister Fuse, Mister Calm, was all, okay, we hear you on that, Liz. But could you tell us what you did like about it? And the way you asked her, you changed the whole dynamic instantly. From me being frustrated, <laughs> her getting frustrated at me being frustrated about her answer, and you were like, what did you like about it? And then she was like, well. The Rihanna part and all that part was really, really good. I just want to hear more of it. And I was like, I hear you. And then so we kind of took, we heeded her word and we kind of let certain things after that. We let things ride a little bit longer. But man, you're, it's almost like how, I want to ask you, how did you know to make the jump off like that? Like, how do you, how did you already know what kind of structure and formula needed to, the pace of it to go? Because you had never done a jump off mix before. How did you know that? Just by listening to like the previous jump off mixes, like the classic ones that like, like Koki would do and Vice and Echo, like, like even though like I hadn't worked there, like I was already kind of like a student of like right. whatever, like played on the radio, you know? So I already kind of had like an idea of what to do, mm-hmm. even though I had no idea how to do it. You know what I mean? You knew what it needed to sound like. You had yeah, the vision. I knew, yeah, I knew that, but like, that's where you came in. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'd have an idea. And then you'd magically go on Pro Tools and be like, okay, I got to do this. I got to chop this and like loop it and do that. I'm like, do your thing, you know? Like, yeah. I kind of gave you the idea and then you would like go on, you would go in there and knock it out. You know? Yeah, man. We did make a good team, bro. Yeah. You know, like, and I missed that, those days of, of working with you on mixes, bro, because we eventually yeah. got a formula down. Eventually mm-hmm. you would do the, the mixes at home because you, you bought it. I remember you bought it. Eventually we got, you know, five, six years later. And we, we got the chance to do another jump off, but it was like, you were like, I'm going to mix it at home. Cause you had an iMac at this point. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going to bring the entire iMac to your house. <laughs> and you brought the whole computer and you left it there. And you're like, all right, so I'm going to need the computer back sketch, but just copy all this shit, like the whole files and mix it. Or you were like, mix it in my thing and then copy it to your thing. Uh-huh. So like that way, cause he was like, you were like, I can't render it out. I can't, you know, it would just take too long, but you left the whole computer <laughs> in my house wow. and, and we eventually, we knocked it out and it came out wonderful. Yeah. And man, the amount of stuff we've produced together, yeah. I want to do something again with you, man. Yeah, I, no, honestly, I know we've been talking about it. Yeah. For a minute. And I feel like we, we should just do it. Like, yeah, it doesn't, I mean, even though, you know, we both work for real, you know, mm-hmm. we, I work for big, you work for a crucial. I wanted to get into that too, man. And we've already, we've already run out of time. It's already been an hour mm-hmm. and I want to just punctuate the move from power yeah. over to real and joining, not even joining the crew. Cause you didn't join a Cause Leslie was still part of the crew. Yeah, show. I mean, I, I joined them, but just like more on like a part-time, like weekend basis. Yeah. And you would even fill in for Vic on big show. Yeah. You I know? was like the, I came in as a like utility guy. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Which is a hell of a utility guy to yeah. have. I mean, this guy, you're, it's like a secret <laughs> weapon, you know? Um, and, and then, but then what, what made you want to leave from power to, to come to real with the doc approach? You how did that come into fruition? Yeah. I mean, you know, I was like, like on that power for a minute now, you know, yeah. if how I long? started in 10? 2007, yeah. 
This was 2019, so I was going on like 12 years. Ooh, that's over a years. decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I felt like I wasn't like necessarily moving up. Um, when E-Man started doing more of the, the PD stuff, like mm -hmm. he asked me to like kind of hold him down in the mornings mm -hmm. with a crew show. Right. I so I, I got like really close to those guys, you know, I, see. I was already kind of covering him when he was out of town or whatever. Right. So they already liked me. But when I started covering him more like on a full-time basis, like I really got close with like, I was already close with Jay Cruz, but like Jeff, like totally, I was, I mean, I already knew those guys for years, but like yeah. they really like started like, like fucking with me. Cause they're like, yo, this guy's like, he's all about it. He's all in, you know? Yeah. And you're dependable, accountable. Yeah. You show up. Exactly. You know? yeah. So, so like that was kind of like, okay, like here's my, my, my big break here at power. Like mm -hmm. I could be a part of a morning show, you know, mm -hmm. like, which is like a big deal to me, you know? Of course. But, um, yeah. Then when like they moved out of nowhere, I had no idea they were. Moving. Yeah. That was a surprise. It was a surprise to me, you know, yeah. <laughs> and to like everyone else. I was like, Oh damn, like the homies are leaving. So. Yeah. They just bounced. So then I'm like, all right, I guess I'm still doing this. And then so what did you end up doing after cruise bounced? I still kept doing it right while they were trying to figure out like right. what their new morning the shows and then came around and all I, that. I right. kind of was there for that a little bit in the beginning mm -hmm. before it was like a fish show. But then like when they brought on charisma, I was like, you know what? Like, I think it's time to like, like mm. move on and no, and charisma her. was here. She was music director. At she one was point. here. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And then she went back. She went back when right. they announced that like they were bringing her on. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I think it's, it's time to move on, you know, like, cause I felt like I kind of like, like deserved that slot. Cause I, I was like, I yeah. paid my dues for many yeah, years for at, sure, in that bro. building, you know? For sure. So no diss to her. Like, no, she's, of course she's, not. She's a homegirl. No, she you know? is. She totally she's deserves a homie, it. man. I love Chris. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She's, she's great. And, but at the same time, let's, let's, we have to uh, point out that in that time too, there was a lot of the, the me too thing was popping off. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was really at its height and it, I feel like not saying that charisma was me, me tooing people at all. It was more of, I feel like it, the, the climate of the political correctness to put charisma in that slot was the right move. Like, yeah, yeah. like politically, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And because they know her and she, and she needs, she want it's just, there was a lot of politics inside and outside of radio and personal things for her that no, I, know. I totally understood yeah, so. it. You know, even though like I really wanted it and I felt like I deserved it. Yeah. Like I totally, I totally understood Absolutely. why they chose her, but you, you know also I mean? had an inkling to want to move on. Yeah. Yeah. So like mm -hmm. when that happened, I was like, ah, you know what? Like, I really wanted it. It wasn't for me. All good. But I didn't want to go back to the weekends. Right. Of course. I, I don't want to go back to my sat my old Saturday slot and go back to that. I'm like, like, I'm kind of over that, you know? So then what, what is it that sets it so, into motion? So what, how do you get so, over um, before that Jeff G had kind of contacted me. He's like, he's like, Hey bro, like we're working on some stuff. Like we, we kind of want to like bring you on over here. Like we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk, you know, mm -hmm. but it never really led to anything. Mm hmm. So then, um, that was that. Mm. So that was kind of like on my radar, like, okay, like they're kind of interested, but then you're on their radar. Yeah. But and then I knew Leslie kind of got on with them. So I'm like, okay, like it didn't work out, you know? Right. Which was another thing yeah. too, with Leslie being on the morning show, I'm sorry, being on the crew show because of the fact she's a female. Yeah. She's lesbian. Mm -hmm. And she, she talked about that on this podcast. She was very open about that. And so shout out to Leslie for, for being so transparent yeah. in that sense. But I felt like, again, the temperature putting a female DJ in that slot was the right move. It made sense. It know? made sense. Just like with career. It's all not, it's not just because they're female, but it's the right move in of general. Course, you course. know what I mean? And with you, it was like this, like, how do I explain it? It was almost like they were setting a blueprint 
for you to get over here. Mm-hmm. And to, and you didn't know, they didn't know as well as you didn't know to put you on once Leslie, and nobody knew Leslie was going to leave either, mm-hmm. but she had spent so much time. She had never worked in radio, just like you. This was her first gig and she got on and you know, it's hard. LA radio is hard fucking work, dude. Yeah, it's hard. No matter what time, what position you have, whether you're answering it's the phones, a, it's a grind. It's yeah. a grind. It doesn't matter what you do and what department you work in. If you work in LA radio, LA market radio, you are grinding like you've never, yeah, gr- especially yeah. at iHeart. Yeah, it's, yeah. And it, that's a good thing. They put you to work, man. They really put you to work. You really earn your paycheck. Yeah. And you got to You got to really yeah. do it. So, so you get over here. Now let's, let's just quickly go back again to, yeah. You're, you you have this, okay, I got to move on. So I, I talked to Jeff. Yeah. Jeff is on, he put you on the radar. Then how do you get in contact with Doc and all that? When yes. does that happen? So so what happened is, um, so they made Nick Cannon official. Yeah. So then yeah. I get a, I get a text from Jeff. He's like, hey, Fuse, how's it going, man? He's like, are you going <laughs> to, are you going to be a part of the, the morning show over there? And I'm like, nah, it doesn't look like it. I'm like, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, okay. He called me like two minutes later. He's like, hey, what happened, man? I'm like, nah, I, I think they're going to choose charisma, like mm. this and that. He's like, oh, that sucks. I, like, you really deserve it, you know? Right. But he's like, but you know what? My boss has been asking for your um, for your your number, uh, Doc. I'm like, oh, really? He's like, yeah. Like, dude, we've been talking about you for for a minute over here. Yeah. Like, you know, let, let's, let's set up a meeting with him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like literally a, a week later, Doc uh, meets with me. I'm still technically an employee at Power. Yeah, I remember when I saw you in the hallway here. Yeah, and you and walked in. Yeah, he he brought me over for for a tour, and I'm like so nervous because I'm like, there's definitely people that work there that know people from Power. Totally. So I'm like, what if they like somehow like right? It's like you out. feel like you're doing something wrong. Yeah, right? I'm like, uh, but you're not any. You weren't under any kind of contract. No, no there. contract. But it does feel like you're side busting. Exactly. I hear you. I hear you. Like, and it's just down the street too. I'm like, oh, this is awkward. <laughs> And then like he takes me into the studio with like the crew show and Leslie and he's like, Hey guys, uh, you guys know Fuse, right? And they're like, Oh, what up, yeah. Fuse? Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, like everyone's so nice. Like they're they're giving me a tour of the building or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Leslie's like, when, when do you start? I'm like, I don't know. Like I'm just here for it. I don't even know. You're like, I'm I gotta work. go do my shift at yeah, power. Yeah, I gotta still. I'm on air on power this week. I don't know. But um yeah, so that happens and then um um, yeah, I don't really hear from Doc for like two weeks. So I'm like, oh, like what's going on? You know, like he kind of made me an offer, but then like, I don't hear from him. So I'm like, I, mm. I don't know if it's going to end up know, happening or not. It, you're hanging in suspense. So then like, I'm still at power and they're like asking me, can you do this? And can you do that? Can you do this shift? And at this point I'm like, uh, my heart's not even like in it no more. Right. Like, I, I was going to ask you about on. that. I might yeah. move on. Right. So I started like turning like, like shifts event, down. It, shifts and like different events, oh, like in wow. concerts mm-hmm. down. I'm like, uh, I don't want to like go and then like the next day i quit you know so i kind of just like or go and then you get the call from doc exactly so like i just started like distancing myself from like certain like like things over there Uh and like and then the the call comes in two weeks three weeks go by and he calls you or what happens he calls me up and he's like all right like let's get this going come and sign some paperwork Mm -hmm. like bring your you know all your documents and stuff and yeah it's it all started and they hired you on the spot boom Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. And it was a process, your, though. You know, did it was you a put process. in your two weeks or did you just outright quit power? I did put in my two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and did they ask? Was email like, what's up, man? Yeah. You and got did a you call tell him going to I had to like, I had to like break it down to oh. him. He's like, why? Oh. And like, oh. I was like, man, it was so awkward, bro. Bro. But I was just so thankful. I'm like, I'm like, e man, like, even though like I'm not happy in the moment, like <laughs> with you guys, like, I'm still so grateful. Of course. You know I mean? like, of that, course. that was my story. It's such As a big part I, of my, my career. Like that's where I started. Like I, I always refer to my days at, at 106 as 
my college years. Yeah. And I, even though I spent a lot, I was like held back at college quite a few times. <laughs> you know I mean? like, and I was the most rehired and fired employee at power for out of everybody who's ever worked there. Hey, but it history. says a lot that they rehired you. I know. It's, it's like you that. What is it? That Godfather in the Godfather. It's like, right when I think I'm out, they pull me back in, mm-hmm. you know? So, mm-hmm. and it was like that, but with, I felt like the universe and, it kept putting me and big together. Yeah. And because like I said, I moved to Miami. I worked at 100 point through the beat all the while I was still producing stuff for big, like on the DL, like Jason and big would hit me up for certain things. And it was right before they're about to go national and I would do stuff. And I honestly didn't care. I was working for clear channel and I was like, dude, big is family. I, I you know, he gave me my star, but I'm still, I'm still going to do stuff for him. And I yeah. even remember being at the beat here in LA at 100.3 and, they were about to go national and big was like, we need some intros and some sweep. And I produced them when I was there, there he is. on the, on, in the headphones. Oh my God. Like, bro. Oh, like low key, low key, bro. Straight with sneaky, sneaky style, bro. <laughs> and then eventually, you know, they, they flip formats and I went back to power and I was so grateful to, I, I essentially got laid off because they eliminated the position at 100.3 when they flipped formats. Right. They went to adult urban AC. Yeah. And I remember that day I called big and I was like, well, your boy's a free agent. And he was like, oh, great. It's about time. Be at the station tomorrow at 6 a.m. Wow. And I was like, the very next day, I was already back at power. Wow. And I was like, dude, if if I didn't have that guy in my life, I would have been fucked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it would have yeah. been... He, he oh, saved your life oh, a bunch my, of times. More than once. I mean, it was wild. You saved my life more than once. You know, and it's, <laughs> and, and back then, it was a lot of, it was a lot of a, you know, drunky-o-matic and party-o-matic. Yeah. I mean, I was out of my mind. And... All the while, though, you guys were constants in my life, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and even though I was out of my mind and I was partying all the time, we still got our shit done. Yeah, we still managed to get it done. Yeah, you know? and you put you tolerated my my insaneness, which I really yeah, appreciate. No, I did because like I was learning a lot from you. Yeah. And you probably didn't notice it in the moment, but like I was fucking taking a lot of notes. Like I was like, OK, how'd you do that? How'd you do this? Yeah. You know, and I'd show you. Yeah. yeah. So like. I wasn't like you were partying, but I was kind of partying with you too sometimes. True. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it wasn't like I was just kind of like there. In the I corner. just look back and I'm like, man, I yeah. wish I could have just not done any of that. Nah, I, I feel like part I, of your journey. It was part of my journey. Yeah. You're right. It was. It was. And it's. But now it's like I, I'm so glad because I'm almost about to be 45 uh, coming up in January, and I, I feel like God. I and I even say this to Big, and he goes, "Please don't say that. Don't say what I think you're going to say." And what? What am I going to say? that you wish you can go back and tell yourself what you know now. And I'm like, yeah, I do. I wish I knew then what I know now yeah. because I'm looking through the same set of eyes, crystal HD 4k clear, you know? And back then, I don't know, man, it's just wild. And you never were, and you know, you drink every now and again. That's your, if you're going to say a drug of choice, alcohol, you're a tequila guy. You drink a Modelo every now and yeah, again, yeah. but you're not an alcoholic nah. like I was. You know what I mean? I would, I was, when I'd finished the bottle of beer, I would eat the glass. I mean, I was, <laughs> it was out of control, man. You know what I mean? Um, but anyways, look, Fuse, we we've gone on so long, and I, I can talk to you for so much longer. But I do want to sum up and recap. Let's review what we've talked Let's about, right? So. 2000 to 2007 you you honed your skills right yeah, and yeah. now and then now you and then we fast forward we go you win the contest you get a slot you do the 12 days of mixmas you spend uh 12 years at, at 106 and then you get over to oh that's what i was we left off i wanted to sum up on that you take the meeting with doc and then you you put in your two weeks and then you're you're here at iheart leslie leaves and then please yeah so leslie leaves and then like 
it was just kind of meant to be that I mm-hmm. slide into that spot. And then, um, you know, cause like I said, like the, the crew show, like the guys really like, like fuck with me, you yeah, know, man. like for years, family. Known, yeah, we're family, you yeah. know what I mean? So like I would cover her all the time, you know, whenever she was out of town or whatever. So it was like, I was like an unofficial member of the show in a sense, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Totally. So when, when she announced she was leaving, it was just kind of like a, like a no brainer for me to step in, you know? Yeah. But obviously, like, I'm not a female. I'm not hot like Leslie, you know? So it's like... I kinda, you, but you're hot on them turntables, bro. They, they, you know what I mean? And, so they, and you got a very beautiful wife. So you're obviously hot to somebody and she's in, she's married <laughs> to you. So <laughs> so then I had to like, you know, I had to do my thing, but they still had to figure out like a female role for the show, you know? Obviously, because... Oh, yeah. And then that, they brought in Jackie. Yeah, yeah. Who reminds me of like a young J-Lo. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's not like she looks exactly like J-Lo, but there's like a J-Lo vibe going on there. I can't pinpoint it. There's something. You're yeah. right. It's yeah, almost, yeah, yeah. I always, I told Jeff and Cruz this. I was like, it's, and I told this to Jackie. I was like, it's almost like you're related to her. Like yeah. she's your aunt yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, the, yeah. I, the I DNA is like very similar. Yeah. You know, anyways, but shout out to Jackie Ramirez for stepping in and shout out to you, Fuse, yeah. for doing this podcast and for taking over the slot on the cruise show and for holding it down for LA and for being my friend for so long. And I'm so happy that we do work alongside each other at iHeart now. It was, I was very excited when I heard you, when I saw you in the hallway that day, I knew it was going down. I was like, Oh shit, he's coming through and you're here now. And man, I, I love you, Fuse. You're a great guy, man. Likewise, brother. Yeah, love you too. and I hope to God we can we can do another jump off yeah, mix yeah. at some point together. Nah, it's, it's gonna happen. You know what yeah. I mean? Even if it's just for us, it yeah, doesn't have even to be. Even if it's just like five minutes or something, you know? Yeah, but let's go a ham little mega on mix. It. Yeah. yeah, let's go crazy on. Like yeah. it's almost like we could do like a TikTok mix. Ooh. You know what I mean? You know, because like everybody's attention span is very short now. So if yeah. we could do a jump off mix in three minutes Ooh. and just go crazy, oh, dude. Are you on TikTok too? By the way, I am, but I already. Ever gone. Bro, TikTok is dope, man. I was I was kind of not on TikTok for years, but the app, bro, the amount of crazy editing you can do on that thing is fantastic. It, to me, it kind of makes Instagram look a little old, bro. Holla. Because it TikTok is my 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 wife is on TikTok yeah. all the time. She never posts, but yeah. she's always watching it like before bed. Right. And she's always telling me, like, you gotta like post more on TikTok. Yes, that, you that's do. where it's at. You that's do. where you it's know at. What? Heed her word. And I do have one, but I, I just I've only posted like two videos. You no, know, I hear I'm gonna follow you. Follow me. And I want I want you to the next time you start mixing, you do your your, you know, from the house, you know, on the turntables or even here, I want you to record it and I'll show you just a couple of moves. Like you can put it on, like you can edit that video on TikTok first, right? Pull up. Don't even put it out on TikTok. You, or you could put it out, but save it and then use that TikTok edited video with all the transitions and the cool little things that you can mm-hmm. visually do to it and then post that to your Instagram. Mm. That way it's like a finished product Word. Yeah, yeah. because you can't do that on Instagram. Yeah. You can't edit it with all the cool transit. Like, have you, you've seen my stuff, right? Where I'm like, I do yeah, all yeah. these cool, like TV turns on effects and then the uh-huh. transition when it uh-huh. changes scenes and the time lapse. I need a, I need a course yeah. on that, bro. It's so easy. It's so dumb and easy. It's, it's ridiculous, but yeah, I want to show you, but again, thank you so much fuse for being on the Sketchomatic show yes, podcast. Sir. I appreciate you taking thank the time you for having me and uh shout out to your friend who's about to get this dope speaker lent to him hey. for this wedding. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to young Dean. There it is. Young Dean. <laughs> the Sketchomatic show podcast appreciates you. DJ motherfucking fuse. Hey. DJ fuse. Oh, good for you. And how was it? The Sketchomatic show. Hey, too much information and shit, man. Shut your mouth, essay.
אוקיי, ביי!